Keyshawn Nixon is back. The New York Jets are out of options and a crazy offensive line market leaves the Yash Nijman question a fascinating one for the Packers. All of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, Paul the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Keyshawn Nixon is going to be a Green Bay Packer in 2023, a one-year deal worth as much as $6 million. And this was really the only domino that we were waiting on in terms of players we thought the Packers would need to re-sign moving forward. And that says a lot about this class for Green Bay in terms of the unrestricted free agents. If, let's say, Adrian Amos left, it was off his worst season as a Packer, maybe his worst season in half a decade. If if Alan Lazard leaves, you can find veteran receivers who approximate some of the things that he does. I think he is particularly valuable to Green Bay because of the blocking, because of that, that institutional knowledge. But you could get a big possession receiver who blocks. He wouldn't be Alan Lazard, probably, but you could you could backfill at least some of that production. You think of someone like Mercedes Lewis. Look, there is so much value both on the field and off that someone like Mercedes Lewis provides. You can find blocking tight ends. Big Bob Tunyon probably out the door anyway following Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb probably out the door anyway following Aaron Rodgers. So none of these guys were like big time contributors for the Packers that would, would give them something that they couldn't find elsewhere. And that's not a shot at those guys. That's just understanding that there are tiers to players in the NFL. Again, I think Alan Lazard is one of those guys who has more value in Green Bay than anywhere else in terms of what he brings. I still think they could bring Alan Lazard back. But if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet, and and as of this recording, there is no news there regarding Aaron Rodgers and, and his future, um, then, you know, you can, like, you were just bringing Corey Davis. He's big. He can block. Um, and he can play in the slot. He can play outside. Like that, it's a nice little one for one in a lot of ways. Keyshawn was the guy. He can be a solid nickel corner. Showed that has some juices with, with his ball skills, and was the best returner in the NFL last year. And and fundamentally altered the Packers special teams. I know he's if you want to say he's quote just a returner. Okay, maybe change that. I mean, th- we we live in a, a, an era now where offensively, you can do what the Bears wanted to do with Devin Hester years ago in a way that is so much more a part of the offense. Devin Hester, when they moved Devin Hester to receiver, they asked him to do a lot of receiver stuff. 
We didn't have the jet motion and the orbit motion and, and a lot of the, and RPOs and those kinds of things that were just built into every single offense in the league. We do now. And think of something like, and I, I know I brought this up before, the Tyler Irvin package in Seattle. He, he was a jet motion man. He was a true running back. He played the H. He played the F. I mean, he was all over that team for six plays, basically. You go back to 2020. He was the only guy that was really a threat as the motion man in that team's offense when he was on the field was just different than when he was off it. They used far less motion. They weren't as effective running the ball, weren't as effective throwing the ball when he wasn't out there. That jet motion was impactful because teams knew if he got the ball, he couldn't make a play. Now, are you going to ask Keyshawn Nixon to run a bunch of routes? No, but you didn't ask Tyler Irvin to run a bunch of routes either. A lot of that was mesh, little crossing routes, mesh return, where he's faking the crosser. You expect, the, you know, however they're going to pass that off and he runs back outside all of a sudden. He's wide open. The Packers got some key yardage in situational football on plays just like that, where he's not actually a receiver. It's a package play. They run it a couple times and then they come back with the play off the play. With a full off season to prepare, now you know what Keyshawn Nixon is capable of with the ball in his hands. It allows you to plan differently for what he can be in this team moving forward. And I don't want to act like his return is worth a whole A block segment on, on a show like this in a week like this. But we were we were concerned, and I had mentioned, look, it it matters that this is dragging on for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, for what it means for the other players. Keyshawn Nixon was one of those guys that you identify and you go, okay, this is your priority. So you're able to take care of it. We don't know the future of these other guys. And, you know, we had... Someone like Sauce Gardner go on a Twitch stream or whatever it was and say there's package deals. It it sounds like there are some there's some potential recruiting going on. Um, Aaron Rodgers is saying, hey, look, if I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to the Jets. I want you to come with me, whether that's Alan Lazard, whether that's Big Bob Tunyon, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis. Could be players that are available out in the world that are not Packers. This was the one piece that you didn't want to let through, slip through your fingers with the understanding that this this trade is going to happen. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet or he's going to retire. Like, the, the days of Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay Packers quarterback are over. And so, okay, then what do you do? Well, you want to keep someone like Keyshawn Nixon because he has real value. And now you can use him in fun and interesting new ways. He's also a security blanket for you on defense. You know he can come in and at least in spots and play the nickel. I don't think he lost that starting job to Darnell Savage because they thought Savage was so much better than Nixon when Nixon was out there. I think Darnell Savage had that starting job because he's Darnell Savage. They like Darnell Savage, the person, the player, and he's a former first round pick and they believe in him and they're going to give him every opportunity to keep a job like that. So do the Packers now have to wait? Well, this is all interesting. 
And I, I brought up Keyshawn Nixon because I wanted to just hit on this point before we move on. Jimmy Garoppolo signs in Las Vegas. That was the Jets' backup plan. Now the Packers and Jets are locked in this collision course. The Packers are looking at this one team that has gone all in on Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are now, there's no safety blanket. Like, are they really like, rap sheet threw out, oh, the Jets could pivot to Kirk Cousins. Like, yeah, maybe, but probably not. Otherwise, you're looking at Baker Mayfield, you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater. Those are the caliber of quarterbacks that you are looking at bringing in. Mike White signs in Miami. It is Rodgers or bust for the Jets. So now that that's happened, we've waited this long. I think this is going to happen soon, but I've been saying that for a week. So it feels like now there's no urgency, which just means I'm going to wake up, you know, and at 2 a.m. it'll have been reported that this deal is happening or whatever. But this could go on now because there is this just sort of like almost mutually assured destruction where the Jets know they have to get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers know that they have to trade him. And so who blinks? Does Aaron Rodgers blink? What is the holdup? We don't quite know. Um, I have some some theories on that. Um, there's some moving pieces here. And I don't want to say, I, I don't know that a deal is agreed to, but there are some moving pieces that I, I've been told. There are some moving pieces here that are not Aaron Rodgers related that are coming into play and are still being worked through so that the fr my understanding of it is that a framework is done. They, they, they know, you know, I, I think all of the reporting, you can say, okay, well, it's not done. All right. Maybe it's not done, done, but it's, it's pretty close. Everyone still has to cross their T's and dot their I's. But this is pretty much going to happen now. It's a matter of when. And now there's no urgency because the Jets are not up against the clock to go to their backup plans. There, there is no backup plan. And I don't want to get into the like, who does this give leverage to? Because it doesn't matter. It's done. We're just waiting now. We're just waiting. And that's fine. We're just waiting. And speaking of waiting, don't wait to bet on the NBA, to bet on the Bucks, who, you know, they get Giannis back last night. They look like the best team in the East, maybe the best team in basketball, certainly the best bet to go win the title. And you can go use a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. That's bonus bets. If you don't win with that no sweat first bet, which means you can be wrong. Like that's not how betting is supposed to work. You, you give money and if you're right, you get more. And if you're wrong, they, they keep it. That's how gambling works. Not this time. New customers get that no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. When you go to fanduelcom slash locked on that's fanduelcom to lock slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. A. All right, I want to talk about Yash Nyman because the offensive line market went absolutely just drunk, crazy, wild 
on day one of the legal tampering period. Remember, that that's what this is. Legal tampering. Guys can agree to deals. Nothing can be signed until Wednesday. You can talk. You can agree in principle. Nothing is official. And remember, Zadarius Smith, they had a tampered agreement that did not hold up, that did not last. And all of a sudden, now he goes to Minnesota. By the way, Minnesota adds Marcus Davenport. We're going to talk about some of the moves being made around the NFC North at the end of the show. But this offensive line market, Mike McGlinchey gets the bag. Juwan Taylor gets the bag. Juwan Taylor, the last two years, look at the pro football focus numbers. Pro football focus has graded Yash Nyman the last two years better than Juwan Taylor. And the Chiefs just gave him starting, high-level starting left tackle money. That's how desperate teams around the league are for quality offensive line play. And one of the things that we've discussed on The Leap, on my Twitter feed, and on the show is Yash Nyman. The Packers have three starting caliber offensive tackles. David Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, and Yash. So David Bakhtiari is going to be on this team at least one more year, if not two. You have Zach Tom, who looks like he is a future starter at tackle, if not a, a 2023 day one starter. And then you have Nyman, who is on this restricted free agent tender that you have to you have to give him. And the way that restricted free agency works is if you sign an offer sheet with another team, they have to give you the compensation that that tender correlates to. So you you put a, a first, second, a, a draft round tender, and that correlates to an amount that is decided by the league. You have to pay them that contract if you offer that. And so, of course, it gets more expensive the higher you go. This raises an interesting question. If the value of offensive line is so great, and I think you could, if you're the Packers, you just say, cool, um, we'd like to keep Yash Nyman, and so we're going we're gonna to give him a high tender. Now, a first-round tender is a lot of money, so I don't know if that's the way that you want to handle it, but if you want to keep Yash Nyman, that might be what you have to do in order to disincentivize another team to say, those draft picks, yeah, those are worth it to us. Like, it would have made more sense to give up the pick and have an offer sheet with Nyman than to pay Juwan Taylor, in my opinion. Because I think Nyman is just a better player and has more upside. So, if I'm a team that needs an offensive lineman, why would I not give up some draft capital for a player that I know is good? If I go into the draft... You know, it could be anything. It could even be a guy as big as, as good as Yash Nyman. I can't believe I messed up the joke. God bless. <laughs> uh, but that, that means for the Packers, what do you, what do you do? If you, if David Bakhtiari is in, he's still, look, still 31 years old. If you think he is going to play ball and want to be around and all those things, he, he was really good last year. He was When he was healthy, he was really good last year. So you have Zach Tom, who you think can be a developmental starter, not even a developmental starter. He's, he's your preferred right tackle starter probably right now. So if that's true, Yash is a luxury. And if you think Bakhtiari is going to play one, two more years, 
You can pick someone in the draft. You can wait till next year and pick someone in the draft. You have options now. And to get an extra second round pick, maybe you tender him with that second, knowing it could entice a team to want to offer that pick. And maybe you need, if you want to keep him, to offer him something a little bit nicer. Now, we've seen in the past, someone like Geronimo Allison was an RFA. And they agreed to a little bit more than the number on a one-year deal. Not a tender. It was a one-year deal. Maybe the Packers do that with Yash. Maybe they just sign him to a deal. And then you can trade him. See if you can get him for swing tackle money. And then he becomes a really valuable trade asset. That's what would happen in the NBA. The NFL doesn't really work like that. So if you're the Packers, what is more valuable to you? And I think my, my colleague at The Leap and America's guest, Jason Hirschhorn, pointed this out on Twitter. If the Packers are getting extra picks already from the Jets, maybe you're less inclined to, to, to want that extra draft capital, depending on what it is. You know, if some team in the top 40 wants to give you a second round pick, for Yash, like, and it's it's all, like almost a first round pick, and you're getting let's say 43 from the Jets. Maybe that's something you consider. But if you're getting draft capital from the Jets, maybe those picks are now that pick is now less valuable than it would have otherwise been. So I think that's part of the calculation here, as well for Green Bay. All right, let's talk about what's going on outside of the walls of 1265 Lombardi. Talk about the Lions. The Vikings, the Bears, oh my. But before we do, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. The Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite Built Bar. So now it's time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorite. You know that I will be vo voting for the Coconut Puff. That is just, it is undefeated. It is absolutely undefeated. And look, if, if you want your favorite bar to win, You'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar, support your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. You know I believe that. So go and get some and have some fun. When you do it, these things are covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, everything you want. Go to Built March Madness right now to vote for your favorite Built Bar or Puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Bears went on a shopping spree. They signed TJ Edwards. They signed Tremaine Edmonds. I don't really get the Tremaine Edmonds ones. They could have just had Roquan Smith, who I think is a better player. Now they did get the pick from Baltimore, but I... <laughs> That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They also added Nate Davis, the offensive lineman. The team still has no defense. Like Jaquan Brisker is a nice piece. 
Jalen Johnson's a nice piece. They don't have corners. They don't have secondary. They don't have pass rush. The defense is still bad. The offensive line is still bad. And Justin Fields, we still have no idea what he is. Now, they make what I think is a good trade out of the number one pick. They get nine. They get a 2024 first round pick. They get a 2025 second round pick. They get DJ Moore. I think that's a good haul because I think DJ Moore is a really good football player. They're not better than the Packers. They're just not. Not like if Jordan Love is around what Aaron Rodgers was last year, which was like somewhere between the 14th and 20th best quarterback in the league. I'm sorry, but that's what he was. And I think that's a very reasonable place for you to put Jordan Love. The Packers are are still a, a materially better roster than the Chicago Bears. Now, Justin Fields takes a big step forward. Yeah. I think there are three teams in the NFC right now that feels like they can win the division. The Bears, if you get that Fields jump, you got to feel like you've you've loaded up. You've added some key pieces. You can go do it. Now, they still need to do a lot more. They have to add pass rush. Their secondary is still a mess. The offensive line is still a mess. But they've added some key pieces. The Lions, absolutely. The Lions should be the favorite right now. The weird thing is the Vikings are hemorrhaging players. Jordan Hicks is back, but Patrick Peterson went to Pittsburgh on tampering day one. Um, Eric Hendricks, already out. Cam Dantzler, out. It sounds like Dalvin Cook could be on the trade block. There's talk now that Kirk Cousins in a year, he could be on the trade block now, but could be just allowed to walk in a year. The Vikings realized that they were frauds. Their fan base went nuts. Oh, we we are the North now. That's my impression of Vikings fans. It sounds like that big horn. Oh, oh we are the We on the North now. No, you don't. And guess who also agrees with me? The team. The team. They understand this team is old. This team is flawed. And guys like Adam Thielen are just not part of any team's future. Certainly not the Vikings. That they are not ready to compete right now with the big boys in the NFC. That they got preposterously lucky in close games. I, mean, I think you can make the case right now. Yes, Justin Jefferson is an awesome player. What are the other blue chip players that have maybe Christian Derrissaw is ascending to that level? What are the other elite level players that they have? Harrison Smith is not that guy anymore. Daniel Hunter is a really good player. I don't think he's an elite, elite level player. Sounds like Zedarius Smith is going to be on his third team in three seasons. They added Marcus Davenport, which all but spells the end for Z in Minnesota. Davin Tomlinson moving on. Like, this, this team does not have a lot of talent on it. They really don't. And so, you know, I think in a lot of ways, Monday was a good day for Green Bay because um, Aaron Rodgers didn't retire, number one, at least as of this recording. We still have some time here. Keyshawn Nixon is back. Yeah, the Bears did some nice things, but nothing that is like, oh, no. I think Tremaine Edmonds was an overpay, $18 million for Tremaine Edmonds, who's had one really good season as, a, as an NFL player, not even the best linebacker on the Buffalo Bills, which isn't quite fair because Matt Milano is, you know, an all pro, but Edmonds has never been a field tilter. Like he has never had a year where he has been as impactful as Devondre Campbell was last year, 2021. 
Like he, he has been closer to what Campbell was those other seasons, what he was last season for most of his career. Now he's a younger player, all that stuff. I get it, but I don't know. I, I don't know why they allocated those resources that way. And so you know, the Packers are, are fine. They're fine. And, and the NFC is a, still a junk show. It is a mess. The Eagles are losing players. Javon Har- Hargrave goes to San Francisco. And they're like signing quarterbacks because presumably they don't think Brock Purdy is going to be ready for the regular season. I don't know how they could think that, that he would be ready. Nine-month recovery from a surgery that just happened would put it like mid-September. And that is on the low end. They clearly do not love Trey Lance, or at least they don't have any confidence in Trey Lance. This is like the Jordan Love pick, but 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 way more potentially harmful because you traded multiple future first round picks. Went up to the top five. You mortgaged your franchise on this guy, and now you're not even sure if he can do it. I don't I don't know what's going on in San Francisco. Who else are you really afraid of? So we're just waiting on just waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Just just waiting. Just waiting. We're all here. Whenever you're ready, Aaron, we'll probably get it on Pat McAfee and that'll be fine. And then we'll get some clarity and we'll all get to move on. And and my goodness, I'm sure all of you are ready for that. All right. We will be live whenever that does happen. Um, I am I'm going on another flight on Thursday, and I am now worried that we could be like a week later after I thought. My Thursday flight, it was going to happen then that I'm going to be on that flight, which is a much longer flight and not be able to respond. It's going to be miserable. I just like I'm worried that that's where we're headed because I just don't know anymore. And I ask people who I think know and they go, I don't know. And I ask other people who I think know and they're like, "Mm, mm, we'll see. Like, that's where we are. It's crazy. All right. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And if you want to come hang out with us live, we're going to be live on YouTube when Aaron Rodgers makes his decision so you can stay Locked on Packers.